Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit Simplecast.com. Full Service Radio. Welcome to Window Seat, live from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C., broadcasting on Full Service Radio. I'm one-third of your host. My name is Omari. <laughs> and I, I guess I'm the other one-third. Right. Lisa, and we're, <laughs> we're missing the third third. Alvin, a, a boogie, he's not here today, but yeah. uh, we're going to hold it down for him. Uh, we're provided this opportunity by the Adams Morgan Youth Leadership Academy, also known as Amila. And today we're going to get to know Miss Kimberly Pendleton. She's a woman's empowerment coach. She's the owner of HeartSpace, where she has retreats and classes, workshops on feminism and creativity. And she's also a woman's studies professor at American University. So she's all about women. Women empowerment. Women empowerment. Men to the side. Boys on the side <laughs> like the movie. So we're going to take some time and get to know her. Welcome. Welcome. Great. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm excited. So... What exactly is a woman's empowerment coach? It's a great question. It was Um, an easy one. (laughs) (laughs) So my work really is all about creating space for women who are going through like big changes in their lives. So a lot of my clients are working through heartbreak or trying to discover like their purpose, their big idea. Um, Maybe they're even recovering from like trauma or part of the Me Too movement. So it's really about just like giving them tools and making space for their own voice to come through. So even though I'm the coach and I do bring a lot of my like coaching training, that's kind of about holistic living um, and my academic background, which is all about feminism. There's really just a lot about helping people tap into their own wisdom. So like me holding space for them and uh, like inviting their own light to shine through. Mm beautiful yeah and it is so even though i focus on women everybody benefits because all these women leave like shining bright oh so okay. i thought you're gonna around. say men can come but. sometimes sometimes they can come okay with a, we gotta bring if a you're with a woman right? we can't come alone. you'll love it okay so um so like if i'm a woman and i kind of wanted to reach out to you I, I hear about you maybe somewhere so how like how do i contact you or how do i attend a retreat or a meeting Yeah, totally. So I put out a lot of free content on my website, um, which is just KimberlyBendleton.com. And I also have a lot of classes and workshops that are listed on there. Uh, I love to host things over at the Lemon Collective, which is on Georgia Avenue, this art space. Um, And then I also do a lot of stuff online. So I've got a group called the Empowerment Mastermind, and people can just access all the content online and then like meet up kind of like in that space. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can do it from anywhere. And then I also run a free feminist movie night at oh, Colony cool. Club. Um, so once a month I show a movie, and this month it's Kiki's Delivery Service. So that'll be April 25th. So oh, people cool. can always come there. It's about a, a witch. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, there. I try to have a lot of different ways to engage with me. Whether people want just like one night where 
they're making vision boards and sort of like diving deep in a more artistic way or like a more long-term, like we're working together one-on-one and coaching as they like really work through something or uncover something new. Okay. Yeah. Is feminism uh, what you always wanted to do? I think mm-hmm. today it seems like feminism is, is really popular. And I think about, uh, you know, watching stuff on TV or historically in the 60s and 70s, women's liberation was kind of a big thing. Yeah. But it was more on the fringe. And now it seems right. like it's really popular. So is that something you always wanted to yeah. to do? Yeah, that's such a great question. My parents are like so shocked that I've been... <laughs> I've been talking about feminism for so long and finally they're like, oh, like this is really popular now. Like Mm. you weren't crazy this whole time. But um, yeah, it does feel like this is a moment that is unlike anything really we've ever seen where like people, men and women are coming together to be like, we actually want a different way of doing things where not everybody, um, you know, just people feel like they're not buying in anymore to like sexism Mm -hmm. or people just being oppressed in all kinds of different ways. So it feels like the Me Too movement and energy around like Time's Up and women's equality, it's just like really becoming a lot easier to talk about that stuff. Right. Yeah. And it was harder in the past because men didn't support it, right? It was, it was, do you believe that's what it was? Mm -hmm. Or do you think that you had pushback from women and men? Yeah, there were a lot of women too who were like not sure, like is this Mm -hmm. really something that we want to get involved in? And even like, those kind of pivotal moments in feminist history, like the image of the bra burning feminist, Mm -hmm. which is from this Miss America protest. Uh, Nobody actually burned their bras, unfortunately, (laughs) at that protest, but they did throw some in trash cans. (laughs) I've never heard of it. You never heard of this? So yeah, this is like one of the classic stereotypes of feminists is that Mm -hmm. they're just like, you know, setting their bras on Mm -hmm. fire. And that actually did come from something specific. It came from this, movement outside of a Miss America uh, pageant in the 60s, I think. And um, women were holding like a counter pageant outside where they like threw away everything that they thought was like a tool of the patriarchy, mm. including bras and like lipstick and stilettos and high heels. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I agree with that part yeah, of it. Totally, throw away the totally. bras. Yeah. But, um, you know, <laughs> even... <laughs> It's like, wait, what did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> Freedom for everybody. Exactly. Good for everybody. Um, but yeah, like even in those moments, I think other women sometimes were like, I don't know, like, is this going to make it seem like I hate men or yeah. like that I'm, you know, I'm angry or bitter. I, you know, I think there's a lot of baggage around that like idea of the feminist. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's just now maybe easier for women of all all kinds to be like yeah okay i'm on board it would be nice to get paid the same yeah. amount yeah it's a lot easier because i feel like feminist femin- feminism is kind of like a, a dirty word type yeah you, right. you, you hear the word or i'm say i'm a feminist people right. look at you strange like hmm she hates men or right. she doesn't date men or something crazy yeah. like that like you, i mean she doesn't even shade. today you still have yeah like stuff like that like these other f words exactly right. yeah. Yeah, you still have people that kind of think that but i think it's you know people i guess are coming to a better understanding now yeah and um i guess like social media kind of has a part of it too people yeah. can actually see what is actually going on and some of the injustices right. injustices that women are facing yeah um it's in the world overall so i think that that has helped 
in the process. So. Yeah, I think you're right that there's just this kind of like unfolding yeah. um, and like expansion into other groups and also feminism itself is becoming thankfully like more intersectional and mm-hmm. more aware of like, I mean there were always people who were trying to make those connections but for a long time especially in America like mainstream white feminism mm-hmm. wasn't really paying attention to other issues of justice mm-hmm. and it's like <laughs> about time like right, people yeah, are like exactly. bringing that together and being like yeah you can't just like fight for freedom in one area and like totally overlook exactly. all these other things what is feminism by your description yeah. or definition? I actually always make my class like define it too. Like, okay. what does this mean for you? But I mean, one of my favorite definitions, which is like supposed to be a little bit of a joke, but <laughs> is that like feminism is just the idea that women are people. And it's like <laughs> so, it's like meant to be funny, but mm-hmm. also I do think has a bit of an edge. Yeah, like in it's kind of like. Yeah, it's it's kind of truthful, like right, like, right, because we've got this history, especially in the West, of like laws and you know who can own property, property who can and, do yeah. this, who can do that. That kind of does make it seem like maybe you weren't fully at like person status mm-hmm. yet. Um, so that's one definition, but another, of course, is just the belief that men and women should have equal access, that boys and girls like are inherently valuable, you know, and that you can be different but still be worth just as much kind of no matter who you are mm-hmm. so some may argue <laughs> yeah you <laughs> you there may be some out there that yeah. may say that women uh especially well i shouldn't say especially but some feminist women yeah want it both ways right mm. so they may say i want to be treated like a woman respect me as a woman um they may take a chivalry approach and you have to you know in terms of dating and and not um and, you know, as sexual. So, I mean, like, opening doors and right. things like that. You know, so because I'm a woman, yeah. I should be treated differently in certain situations. And then as a feminist, right. I should be treated the same. Yeah. So, there are some that may argue w- women want it both ways. What is your response to that? <laughs> yeah, I think that's a really good question. And I think maybe embedded in there is just, like, a feeling of anxiety. Like, it might be just a confusing time to be a man. Like, mm-hmm. how do I be, like, an ally? <laughs> yeah, what's okay? And right, what's- like, what's okay? How do I show that, like, of course, I think you should be able to vote, but also, like, am I supposed to pay for dinner? Like, I don't really know. <laughs> exactly. And I think that that makes so much sense. And, like, in a way, like, I think we're all just trying to figure it out. Like, what does it mean to still be romantic and polite and also to acknowledge that like you're a human um but I think that one way that I like to think about it kind of applies to other issues too like especially sometimes my students um in like women's studies classes will be like well if I like learn all this stuff am I still allowed to like read a magazine or watch a movie or buy makeup like where do the rules fall and one thing that I like to just really like settle into is that there's so many different types of pleasure, you know, and like the pleasure of like being really strict about your ideology and like political ideas mm-hmm. is one type. And then there's like a lot of other types too, right. like just wanting to watch a movie and zone out or just go on a date and like have fun. Yeah. So I think it's okay to like give yourself permission to be like, I don't really know. And I also think in terms of like feminists wanting it both ways, uh, probably just like more conversations like this is the answer you know like talking to people and being like well what do you expect what do you want what Mm -hmm. makes you feel good and like why because I think there is maybe some responsibility for all of us to think about like 
oh, why does that make me, mm-hmm. if, if like you do this for me, like why does that feel good and do I want to keep that or not? Um, and I think a lot of times we will want to keep it, yeah. <laughs> but at least we've thought about it. Okay. I say, why can't we have both? <laughs> Damn it. Like, why can't we just because have both? Because you want it to be equal. It can't, you can't have both. You why can't have not? it all, Andy. Because we can't have both. <laughs> Maybe we can have more than we think. <laughs> yeah. And maybe it means, like, you'll get the door open for you a little more, too. Maybe that'll be nice. I don't. <laughs> I open the door for people behind. I mean, if it's a guy or a girl, I'll leave no, the door No, on them. a date, Lisa, if you went on a date with a guy, are you opening his door? Like his car door? If, after he opens mine, yes. <laughs> are you no, opening, I mean, if you guys are entering a restaurant, will you pull open the door to the restaurant for him? I will. I'll pull, open would you it. you pull out his but chair? Most, I mean, You're going like, to hold an umbrella over his head? Like, I'm, I'm in a relationship, and I will do that, but he, um, like, he chooses to he like no don't worry i got it type of deal so right. i mean that's just so maybe our one relationship. other thing feminism yeah. gives you is like gratitude for that like instead of us just being like we Ex- expect it exactly maybe we get to be some like, oh, appreciation so nice. yes. yeah maybe that's like yeah, the absolutely. real frontier right. here right yeah. and, and like some and outward like verbally say it totally. don't just keep it to yourself and tell your yeah. friends yeah <laughs> are you are you feeling uh unappreciated I mean, it, uh, well yes yeah. but not, <laughs> you're doing great but i'm 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 those are things that I ask totally. myself and those are conversations that mm-hmm. I have with, with female friends. Like right. what, even t- to say the word female, there's been people that told me that you shouldn't refer to a woman as a female. Mm-hmm. And I guess in certain contexts, but I'm like, well, when am I supposed to say female? You are a female. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's different thing. I think for men who aren't, um, uh, I don't, what's the word that opposes feminism? <laughs> Non-feminist. Chauvinist. <laughs> Chau- oh, so, well, all right. So, is that so, really? Opposing it, though? I mean, that can work. Know. But anyway, we're with you. Right. So for, for men who aren't yeah. sh- chauvin it, or right, like myself, mm-hmm. um, I do want to find a balance. I want to know what's okay. And I think yeah. there's a lot of women out there that um, believe they're feminists and don't really know what a feminist yeah. is and what they stand for. So they say a lot of things and they behave a certain way. And it for a guy, is kind of confusing. I just... Yeah. No, I think that totally makes sense. And I think... You know, another good thing to keep in mind, just as like everybody is giving themselves permission to be figuring it out, is that like we're all still figuring out what what is us and what is what was told to us for a long time. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and that applies to men just as much, if not more so, who are grappling with like, okay, like, am I allowed to have an emotion? Am yeah. I, you know, what does masculinity mean for me? And all that stuff where you're you're sort of investigating like which parts of this do I want to keep and which parts do I not. Um, and to just give ourselves grace that, like, you know, if you grew up in this culture, in this moment, you've got a lot of, like, baggage to unpack about all <laughs> kinds of stuff. Yeah. And, you know, gender is definitely one. Sex is mm-hmm. definitely one. And we talk about that a lot because, you know, if you if you're coming from like a really religious background or you've been abused or there's any kind of like messaging, even if you've just like watched any commercials, like in your life, you've got like all these ideas about what's okay and what's not Mm -hmm. okay for you to want or not want like in bed or just to feel sexy or not. And I think there's just like so much complication there. So the more grace you can have for yourself as you're going through it, the better. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break <laughs> and then we're going to come back and talk to Kim more about um, HeartSpace, her teaching at American University, and you're a witch. <laughs> <laughs>
right, welcome back, guys. We're here with Miss um, Kimberly Pendleton. She's a woman and women's empowerment coach. We're broadcasting live from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan. This is Window Seat. I'm uh, one third of your host, Omari. I'm here with Lisa. Hey. Alvin took the day off. <laughs> Lisa. Oh, okay. I had a question, but I, I, I will actually let's push this to cyber second. Let's get into this witch thing. <laughs> what is that about? Well, yeah, I got questions about <laughs> if I was a witch before. Right? <laughs> and actually, Femme Night, uh, the free movie night, is about a witch this month. Kiki's mm-hmm. delivery service. She flies around on her broom delivering packages. So <laughs> that's already another piece of it. But yeah, on my website and in some of my workshops, I love to play a little bit with um, that concept of the witch. And I have friends who are a lot more invested, a lot more knowledgeable. They know a lot about earth-based spirituality. They've taught me a little, for me, it's a little bit of that and a little bit of playing with that history of like women who were outspoken and maybe Mm -hmm. who defied some conventions getting targeted and like reclaiming some of that space. So being like, okay, okay, so throughout history especially in europe and in america um we've got this sort of figure of the woman who is like cast aside but also maybe she's threatening because she's like a little bit powerful Mm -hmm. maybe like a little bit crazy so i think it's exciting to be like what would happen if we embrace that figure instead okay yeah so do you do magic (laughs) (laughs) you have to take my workshop to find out that's good (laughs) can men come to this workshop you can i gotta bring a girl Uh, at least me and you (laughs) i'm down we can do it So how did you get into to feminism? I guess um, your background and leading up to where you are today. Yeah, actually, when I was um, when I was just a kid, I mean, I grew up in California, a really liberal family, really liberal area. And I remember I must have been in like fifth or sixth grade getting taught about the wage gap that like women earned less than men for the same work and that women of color earned even less. And I, I remember being like so surprised that I like raced home to tell my parents thinking like, Oh my God, as soon as they hear about this, we're going to have, we're going to like go take care of it. Like tonight, (laughs) like I definitely didn't understand that everybody knew about that already. And that there were a lot of systemic reasons that that was happening. I thought that we could, you know, it's like Tuesday, like we'll get this taken care of. (laughs) And I feel like that same mix of indignation and like a little bit of naivete like has really propelled me forward like why is it like this it shouldn't be like this and um you know I just kept on asking questions and so I just finished my PhD and my dissertation topic thank you it's crazy that it's like actually done so you're (laughs) doctor I should be Dr. Pendleton (laughs) but um my dissertation was on responses to sex trafficking. So I feel Mm -hmm. like, you know, that space all the way from like 10 year old Kim, who's like questioning about the wage gap to like, well, I won't tell you exactly (laughs) (laughs) where I am now wondering about like, why is this happening? Like, what is this manifestation of power and sexuality and like harm that we're seeing in this global industry where so many women and girls and men too actually are being um you know treated in this way and so i just feel like it's been just that constant stream of questioning and like wondering what we could do about it and what we might be able to shift toward as a society and as individuals that would be just like a more open space for everybody 
Okay. So uh, you're, you're, we understand what you, what your <laughs> dissertation was on, but in yeah. uh, undergrad you mm. Yeah, in studied. undergrad I did women's studies. Okay. And then I actually went on to um, incorporate questions about religion and about culture in okay. my graduate work. And so the dissertation itself ended up being on the ways that religious communities have responded to sex trafficking. Because okay. you see this like really powerful um, coalition between groups that are not necessarily feminist and mm-hmm. in fact might like not want to be described <laughs> on like a feminist podcast, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but they're, they're banding together and like rallying around fighting trafficking because that's something that like they also think is important. So I was really curious about that too. Like, oh, okay, what makes these groups, even when they're really conservative, uh, start caring about like women's empowerment and right. talking about like, objectification Mm -hmm. and women being sort of bought and sold and like wanting to really stand in and stop that and I think like sometimes the way that they approach that is really great sometimes they could use like a feminist hand to help Mm -hmm. them like you know frame their thinking so that it's not just like we'll go rescue this damsel in distress (laughs) there's like a little bit of that language but it, it all comes from a really good place and I think it comes from that place in all of us that wants the everyone best to everyone, be free yeah, mm-hmm. yeah for sure cool so tell us a little bit more about you know how about heart space and how it came about yeah. and everything so yeah thanks i started doing workshops um art workshops actually and i was they were at the lemon collective they were so fun i still do them mm-hmm. but it was just a space where it ended up being mostly women, but it was open to everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, people came and created vision boards. So I brought a bunch of magazines and I had watercolors and would lead people through different exercises mm-hmm. and like imagining their future and what they wanted. And slowly I just started to want to connect more and more with the people mm-hmm. who were coming, especially women who were like, okay, now I've got all these big dreams. Or, you know, I've, they signed up because they were, like, getting over something that had really hurt them or grieving a loss. And then it was, like, they would just leave at the end. And I was, mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, good luck. Yeah. Like, <laughs> their life, you know. Like, what now? What are you doing? Right. How do you get and to that? Exactly. So the more that I had customers and clients and even friends who just were, like, can we, can we sit down and, like, mm-hmm. start mapping out what to do here? The more I realized, like, oh, I've got this you know, this like academic background, but mm-hmm. there's this other thing I could be doing with it that's not just teaching in that more kind of like strict sense, but is actually like embodied and mm-hmm. inviting people in. So I decided to get coach training certification cool. and just sort of bring that other, like a more holistic side to it, even mm-hmm. though then I was like still sneaking in theory, like, <laughs> well, in patriarchy, like, <laughs> you know, like, but also like, let's meditate. Mm-hmm. So now it's this funny hybrid that I feel like I'm still figuring out, but it sort of dances in between those two. So there's like some art, some feminist ranting, some crying, and then like at the end, we all feel better, cool. like magic. So you guys go on retreats as well? Yeah. So what kind of retreats do you um Yeah, right now it's been a lot of like creative retreats. Mm -hmm. So we do a lot of writing and some art and I I like to have collaborators come in who will do the food or will come lead people in like yoga or different different things. Do you ever 
go away from the city or is it all in uh, Washington, D.C.? I'm planning my first retreat that's okay. going to be away. Yeah, it's, so far it's all been in, in the city, um, kind of like urban retreat, but I want to take people away. Were you <laughs> guys, were you what planning you have on? Yeah. yeah, I'm still exploring, okay. but I think maybe Mexico is That's fine. a good one. For how long? Yeah, maybe like a week. Okay. Yeah. Wouldn't that be a good place yeah. to heal I your think it's heart? a good, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and drink. Yeah, two things, <laughs> two things. They're very important. Yeah. Yeah. There's always wine at the vision board workshops. No, really? That's oh, like I really helps. Yeah. I'll send you a ticket. <laughs> Men can come. You can come. I'm going to keep asking that you because I think that when, when no, we hear helpful. about, fe- right. I think when we hear about feminism, men right. usually feel excluded. Totally. So I think, you know, I'm going to keep saying men go take it. <laughs> I think that's great. And actually I created an online feminism 101 class and I was thinking about specifically like something that you could like share with guys or people who might not necessarily want to like say that they're exploring this but Mm -hmm. it's like you can just like download it all online at home and like learn about this on the sly if you want how how does somebody know if they need uh, a woman's empowerment coach so how would a woman know if if they need maybe not necessarily therapy because you wouldn't say what you do is mentorship right like what what, how how does someone say what would totally can a person look for in themselves and say, let me go and reach out to Dr. Pendleton? Yeah, that's such a, like a beautiful question actually. And, you know, I think like so many of us feel kind of like guilty for wanting more or like wanting life to be even better. Cause we know we can like read the news and look around and know how lucky we are. Even if we're going through something hard, like it can still feel like, well, who am I to want even more? I've got like a roof over my head Mm -hmm. and doing like pretty well. So I think that one thing that my clients consistently say when we do like a sort of like a free introductory call or like a first session, it's just like a feeling of kind of almost lost feeling like, oh, I think I'm meant to do something more. Or I think I'm like, I want to find like epic love and I want to stop hanging on to this like trauma or hurt. Like, I'm just like ready. There's like that kind of feeling mm-hmm. like, Oh, I'm like yeah. done. I'm just, I'm just almost like I want to shake off this like thing that I've been carrying with me or this job that's kind of boring or, you know, whatever it is. And I think the question about therapy is a really good one because some people do think like, well, if I either already have a therapist or like, should I just do that first? And I think with coaching, the main difference is like thinking about instead of unpacking the past, which I feel like therapy is so good at that, like helping you like disentangle what's happened before. Coaching is really about creating what's next. Mm -hmm. So like, where do you want to go next? Mm -hmm. And I think it's so helpful to have both, but with coaching, like there's a clear objective and you know we'll know or not if we're getting you there because you'll get closer and closer or or not um so yeah i think that really it just comes down to feeling like do you want more and if so like i can help and how how would they get it do you help them explore themselves to find more because I think that's something that everybody experiences Mm -hmm. right a feeling of more wanting more or is this the right thing that i'm doing job that i'm in or relationship that i'm in or am i on the right path right so how does what you do help a person determine if they are on the right path or if they are in the right relationship or you know if they are going after their passion yeah i mean that's a lot of what i learned in my own coaching training and that i've done in my own practice it's just like 
really figuring out, you know, how can we tailor all of this? In a way, it's about like narrowing the options because, you know, you don't want to necessarily assign everyone like all the books you've ever read and all the things you've ever done. So like really figuring out like what is going to bring out like your passion the most. Um, And that's really where I think I come in. You know, I put a lot of stuff online that you can just do for free by yourself or come to like I do free workshops on me too and so people can come to that and sort of like do it on their own but if it's feeling like well I just want somebody who's gonna like hold space for me through that and be like oh, I think this is what might really help like that's where you know it could be helpful to talk to me okay gotcha so how do you like you know how do you tailor that to you know an individual yeah, I usually do like one-on-one sessions, okay. um, either over the phone or um, in person, like at my house mm-hmm. or sometimes at their house. Okay. Yeah, it's really cool. fun. Nice. What class do you teach at American? Oh, women's studies. Yeah, I'm in the women's studies department at American, and actually at the University of Maryland. Too. Okay. Yeah. So, is that what you did when you came to DC? Where you did you start off as a professor and then decide to move into hard space? Uh, my PhD is from GW, so oh, I've been, okay. here, for You've been here for a while. Yeah, okay. and my women's studies undergrad was at Georgetown, so I've been I've been here. You're and almost I, a native. How many I years know, have you been it's here? So long, and I did leave for a little while to do my master's up at Yale, and was like, I can't handle Connecticut, so, and I came back. <laughs> she said so Georgetown fancy. and GW. Golly, you're really you're smarter than us. Hogwarts. You're smarter than me, definitely. <laughs> I know. How do you just know? She's smarter than both of us. Yeah, <laughs> those are it's not about that. Those are all great schools. <laughs> They were fun, but this is more fun. Now I'm like painting with watercolors and reading feminist theory. <laughs> it's like that balance is where things really get good. And I know uh, you mentioned self-care when I was saying all I had today was a Kit Kat and some orange juice. Kind of get you a green juice. <laughs> right. Yeah. How important uh, would you say is self-care? Because I think, and yeah. what exactly is self-care? Because I think a lot of people believe that they're... Um, taking care of themselves but i don't know how much effort they really or sacrifice because i know for me i would need to sacrifice a lot to really care for myself Mm, yeah i understand that um that way of thinking about it actually like uh do i even have time to like map out like some like routine or something like that um but i actually sam you know i think self-care is sort of like the secret weapon for all of this because so much clarity can come just from sleeping a little more and like keeping your blood sugar kind of level and taking time even like five minutes a day to journal in the morning or something like okay like where am I in my head right now um I like to give people like a set of questions before we're starting any kind of workshop or if a couple comes in and we're doing a session together and there's kind of this like nervous energy. Well, can we do it? Not to cut you off. I'm sorry. Can oh, we no, do like fine. a brief uh, where you ask us some <laughs> questions? Just gonna we say, ask? Yeah, I'll okay. tell them to you and then you can write them down later. But you need a snack, I think. That's part <laughs> well, of it. Well, it's not for the snack. Let's see if me and Lisa have been taking care of ourselves based on the questions that you. Uh, yeah, well, these are really all about just like dropping into like, where are you right now? Oh, so I'll okay. just tell you some. Um, but I like to have everybody get out their journal or a pen and just answer like how am I feeling right now what's something that I'm really nervous about what's something that I really want I love asking I change up the questions depending a little bit on what we're doing but I love asking like where would you go right now if you could go on any vacation all expenses paid obviously self-care yeah 
testing is depressing. Um, I would because what if well, you what if you write all those things and you're not doing it? You're just like, I don't know. Well, then I, I don't help know. You I don't know. Out the steps to do it. <laughs> and but then the last one that I usually make sure to add in is how do I want to feel? And that's mm. one that can be a little bit more empowering because mm-hmm. if you're like, well, I really want to go to Italy, but I can't do that right now. But maybe if like the feeling that would go with that is feeling just like really alive or like things are really juicy and I'm having like lots of fun all the time like maybe there are ways that you can incorporate that into your like everyday even if it's like I'm just gonna have a cappuccino outside and pretend I'm in Florence but you can like do a little bit of that and I think the more you feel the feelings that you want to feel the closer you could get to actually like making that happen and you might decide oh, that was all I needed, actually. I don't need to fly there. But maybe you still can. I'd love to do a retreat in Italy, too. That's the next. That's after Mexico. Totally. <laughs> totally. Stay tuned. Right. Heart space on the road where we go to a villa. Nice. That's really good. Men are invited. Yes. That's, that was my next question. Yeah. How did I know? How did I know? Somebody got to advocate for men. I think that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and who's been speaking for men all right. the time? Like well, no one. That's true. Um, no, I think that's I think that's great. And there, you know, like that question of self care can get tricky because I think again, people, especially if they're big hearted and like socially conscious, it can feel a little bit like, is this selfish? Mm-hmm. Like, is it selfish to prioritize like doing something for me? And a lot of my clients run into that. I run into that. And I think like ultimately, you just have to remember that like you shine so much more brightly on everyone when you're lit up. Like, it doesn't just stay in you. Meanwhile, like, if you're totally depleted and exhausted and kind of resenting your whole life, like, it's so much harder to give from that place. So I think it's helpful to just think, like, okay, even if I'm taking, like, 10 minutes to not answer this text to, like, stay longer in a bathtub or go, like, have tea and and think a little bit, you're like coming back more renewed and like able to give more still. It's very true because I'm actually because I'm, I'm actually a wounded warrior, and right now I'm in like we're doing like a 28 day um, health and wellness challenge, yeah. and like it's basically you just do like one little item. They have a list of items you choose from just to do one item a day and like I've noticed just like just as much as like t- taking a bubble bath, which I haven't taken a bubble bath in years, <laughs> or just you know taking five minutes just like to in- enjoy my surroundings right. or acknowledging other people around me like it's 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 a huge difference like it's, it's kind of like a weight lifted off me like wow like you know yeah. this 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 feels good like so like when I feel good and I notice that people around me you know they feel good as well it's like my energy is being passed on so you know if, if, if my energy is negative of course I'm going to pass negative energy right. so it's good to you know kind of not just you know take care of yourself physically but ment- mentally and spiritually as yeah. well. So, yeah. I so I totally that. get that. Yeah. Yeah. And then like you're feeling better and mm-hmm. actually like everyone around you is probably uplifted because that energy you bring is, yeah. is like up here instead of being like, oh, I'm right, done. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's cool. Yeah. So do you have any events coming up? I do. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you asked. So I know I've already mentioned Kiki's delivery service mm-hmm. at Colony Club um, on the 25th. And then I actually have a vision board workshop at the Lemon Collective on um, April 29th that you guys should both come to. So what is the address for the Lemon Collective? It's 3015 Georgia Avenue in Petworth or Parkview. This is Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. Yes. 
And later that same night, actually, um, I'm going to be having a poetry reading. My friend Nicole Capo Martinez has just written a great book called What Makes You Soft. And we're going to have a little book launch party for her that night. And then you're going to have to close your ears for this one. Uh. We're going to be having a goddess night. That's for women. What only. is that? <laughs> I want to come to that <laughs> by myself. That's true. Yeah, it's where you could meet all the goddesses. Yes. But um, yeah, so every month I have a goddess night where women can come. You can come to one. You can come every month. It's like they build on each other, but they're not, they don't have to go together. Okay. But we, um, we have different themes every month. And this one is uncovering your purpose. So um, it should be really good. I need that one. Yeah, are these are these events free? Some are. So the movie night is, and any like Me Too workshop is, and then the others cost money. Okay. Yeah. And how do people find out about the workshops? Where do they go to sign up? Yeah, you can sign up at KimberlyPendleton.com. Spell that out for us, please. Yeah, it's K-I-M-B-E-R-L-Y-P-E-N-D-L-E-T-O-N. And then you can also find these ones at the Lemon Collective. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And you said, um, Lisa asked about your contact information in the beginning, mm-hmm. but can you give it to us just one more time? Yeah. So that same website okay. is a really good way to contact me. You can send me an email at info at KimberlyPendleton.com. Um, I'm also on Instagram all the time. Okay. What's your, what's your <laughs> IG? What's your Instagram name? Kim.Pendleton. I, I mean, you. it's like the perfect platform for someone who just thinks life is beautiful. Kim.Pendleton. <laughs> That's right. All right. So this is um, a show through a Myla. And so we do want to inspire the youth. So yeah. before we go, do you have, um, and not for all the youth. All the youth. No. Well, I want you to give a word to the young women. Female. Mm, yeah. yeah. Women. If you could, please. Yeah. I think this is um, this is actually something that'll be so beneficial to everybody. But the main thing that I would love to just pass along to young women, what I like wish had really landed in me when I was younger, is that you can be so strong still and still be yourself and like still be beautiful and still be celebrated and that you don't have to choose. I think that was something that it took me a lot longer to really like wrap my mind around. Um, but that as young women, like you get so many different messages, you want so badly to be loved and even maybe to feel taken care of and that you can like feel all those things and not have it make you like weak. You don't mm-hmm. have to pretend that you don't know stuff, that you're not smart. Mm-hmm. You can still go get a PhD if you want. <laughs> And um, the reason that I think that benefits everybody is that, you know, like the women that you have relationships with, that you're friends with or that you're dating, if you're um, if you can like also accept that they're going to be complex and have all these different sides to them, like just everybody is happier. Your life will be better. Your conversations are more interesting. Everybody. I think like that rising tide lifts all the boats, you know. Thank you. Yeah. It's good having you today. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. And, you know, feel free to keep asking me any questions you have about feminism or witches or anything like that. We will. We're going to bring you back to have a little segment, (laughs) Ask the Feminist. That's right. To keep keep the men in check. (laughs) Actually, let's go ahead and start that off. I do have a question. Like, where do you see feminism in like 10, 20 years? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, some people within feminism right now 
are worried that like, is it getting so popular and like commercialized that then people are going to like burn out on it and maybe even have a kind of backlash that I think like in some ways you can already see starting a little bit. Um, but I, I'm more optimistic. I think that like the more people see that it's not scary, Mm -hmm. it's actually like going to help everybody. And especially like that the more power gets dispersed so that it's not just so concentrated in the hands of like white men the Mm -hmm. more it's sort of like disseminated for everyone that like life just gets better and better so then I think it'll be too irresistible (laughs) everyone will get on board right (laughs) all right thank you yes thank you thank you so much for having me thanks for for coming that's our show guys all right Thanks for listening to this program on Full Service Radio, broadcasting and recording from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. Full Service Radio programming can be accessed live and archived on fullserviceradio.org. Our talk programming is available on most podcast apps like iTunes and Stitcher, and our DJ sets are available on mixcloud.com slash fullserviceradio. Full Service Radio features over 30 weekly shows and over 50 local hosts covering every topic imaginable. If you want to be a guest or get involved, email us at info at fullserviceradio.org. Follow us on Twitter at fullserviceRDO, on Instagram and Facebook at Full Service Radio. Thanks for listening. That live show just finished here on Full Service Radio at the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. Stick with us. We'll be right back with some more live programming soon.